Blog Talk Radio. international uh, audience okay now it's the recruiting animal here and you know i met this guy on twitter a few weeks ago his name is perry block p-e-r-r-y block like a block of wood anyway he, <laughs> he thinks he's funny and he just yeah, he laughs at my jokes he just wrote a funny book i laughed at it it's about getting older okay and uh even though it's not about recruiting i wanted to be a nice guy so i gave him some time to plug the book on a show a few weeks ago but wouldn't you know it, you know, no, nothing, you do something nice, and what do you get back? After the show, he starts complaining that I didn't give him his moment in the sun because I kept interrupting him. And I said, look, if you don't want to be interrupted, don't come on the Recruiting animal show. You know, but he kept whining, so I said I'd bring him back for a few minutes as our official expert on old people. So, Perry Block, I can hear you. I know uh, you're here. I'm going to ask am here. you this question. Yeah, good. Okay. I am Lots here, of- I am an expert good. on creative, well, I call it middle-age plusing, not aging, but go ahead. Yeah, plusing, okay. Plusing, okay. Lots of old people, apparently, oh. these days, they... They can't afford to retire. They want to keep on working. But are they good hires or are they bad hires? And I'll just say that this guy, Perry, is an HR guy. So he spent his career in HR. So are they good hires or bad hires? You tell me. They are the best hires that you can get because they are loyal and trustworthy. And they have to be because they have nothing else to do. Younger people uh-huh. have options. Older people have your job or sitting on a pavilion somewhere so, <laughs> what? or sitting home, God forbid. So we want to keep working. We want to keep active. We are the most trustworthy, loyal employees that you can find, especially after uh-huh. 11 when we, we get finished our naps. But yeah, okay. You, you should have mentioned that before. That's the point. They're tired, okay? They're over the hill. They think they deserve respect just because they're old, not because they're smart or because they have special skills. They don't like taking orders from young punks. And you know what? They're saying to themselves, I shouldn't really have to be working. I should be able to be completely retired and have all my expenses taken care of. That's the reality, Perry. You're talking about the ones that have money. The rest of us that don't have money, we want to work. We want to be productive. We want to stay out of the library. We want to maybe meet some younger women, which we will find in our lives. We want to be in the workplace. Hold on a second. Why would anyone want to go out with an older person, even if the person looks young when they're 65? I mean, if you get involved with someone old, they're not going to be young very long. You'll still be young. They'll be over the hill. That's number one. But hold on. If an older person goes out to an interview, uh, and they, this is, we have to wrap this up quickly, and we're losing the audience oh, there's already, so much I'm more. sure. There's so much more. Yeah. Go ahead. Wait, go ahead. wait a second. 
They want to look kind of young, okay? Or, or should they dye their hair, you know, take a snazzy new phone to show that they're hip? Uh, do you have any pointers? No. You can think about no. it and come back no. if you want, or you can tell me right yeah, now. No, they shouldn't do any of those things. The most important thing for an older person to do who wants to feel young is not to look in the damn mirror. As okay. long as you yeah. don't see what you look like, you're golden. You're inside. Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> The yeah, last thing you want to do is let reality intrude on yeah, the Yeah, but you can go there. You can go there in your fantasy, but the interviewer is looking at you, not at a mirror, okay? Are you going to – I'm going to ask but you once more. Is there anything you, you should do to make yourself – Positive ahead. attitude. That's it. Yeah, that's not very inspiring. Jerry, do you Are have you anything to, to add about this? Are you lying to middle-aged plusing. We're not aging. I can't help old people. Yeah, okay. I thought you were First of all, you keep a positive frame of mind. For example, you don't say, I'm 65, going on 66. I guess no one yeah. ever said that. I'm 65. You forget the 66. That's uh-huh. Okay. Often the distant Listen, future. okay. Enough yeah. time for you. What's, what's the name of your book? It's on Amazon. Huh? If, what's the name of the book? My book is called Perry Block, Nouveau Old, Formerly Cute. It's How to Age. Oh, I said it. Okay. Uh, creatively, yeah. constructively, uh, Nouveau, think young. Nouveau, and, hold on. Wait a and second. Let me talk. Formerly, it's on Man, Amazon. Look it up Slow under my name, down. Perry Block. Perry Block, look it up under my name. Anyone who's over 50 will relate and, and find it pretty much life-changing. Life-changing. Okay. Yeah, life-changing. I need that. You, you talk so fast, no one understood. It's Nouveau yeah. old. Where are you from, Perry? Philly. Yeah. The great yeah. city of Philly. Yeah, slow her down there, bub. Yeah, gotcha. it's nouveau old. It's a joke. It's a, like nouveau. Instead of nouveau riche, it's nouveau old. You know, go away, Perry, and think about some better answers, and maybe I'll let you come back for a few minutes again, okay? <laughs> I would like yeah? that. Thank you very much, yeah? guys. Okay. See you, now, Perry. Jerry, Jerry! Right. Bye, Jerry. The recruiting animal. Once again, allowing me to be a part of this groundbreaking you know, first ever talk show about recruiting. Yeah, Thank okay, you. look. Yeah, yeah, listen to this. Uh, next time Perry comes back, if he comes back, I'm going to have that guy back on here. He blew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he still I here? Know, Jerry, you're the most fantastic shouter in the world. Anybody who listens to this show.
the super duper sourcing tool, and Nick Livingston. Not Livingstone, Livingston, the CEO of Honeit, H O N E I T, the online interview technology. Now, I've got a question, uh, that a rhetorical question before I get going, okay? I Are you supposed know to ask what... rhetorical questions? You can if you want to. Okay, you don't have to. I've never Why understood do... that. It's just, there's an obvious answer. Why do people try to make me mad at them? And I'm going to tell you what happened. The guest today is a very nice woman named Alexandria Suhan. I know her from Facebook, right? But you know what? Is her name really Alexandria Suhan? Because on uh, Facebook yeah, we it don't is. Know. But I tried to look her up so I would know something before interviewing her for the show. On LinkedIn, she's not there. So I said, I asked I have her. I asked her, what's your name? So finally she answers, Alexandria S. Deal on LinkedIn. There's no such person on LinkedIn. So then she doesn't give me a link. She doesn't give me a link. She copies and pastes her summary into Facebook. (laughs) So I search, listen to this, I search a a sentence from the summary on Google so it'll take me to the correct uh, profile. There's no such results. There's nothing like that. You know, then, didn't that tell you something right there? People want to be on the show, but they don't want to have their name in any way associated <laughs> with it. Well, I found, I found Jesus, that. Jesus, can we get to who, who the hell is it? Not her. Okay, okay, no, no, I need, there we go. There's, 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 uh, there's our friend, uh, Alan Fleur bringing us back to reality. Alan can I get Andrea, a name, can I get a name so I can look this person up? Does this person exist, or can I go back to making phone calls and get okay. some work done? No, no, okay, uh, her name on Twitter, uh, I mean, not on Twitter on LinkedIn is Alexandria. Uh, it's Alexandria with an E A, not I A. Alexandria D L. Alexandria with an E A. Yeah, it's real no, hard. No, I, I I can't even force myself to type that in. Okay. Alexandria. What's your last name? Uh, yeah, Alexandria. Maybe that's better. Okay. Let's yeah. ask her. Let's. She's here. I assume she's here. If she hasn't left during that introduction. Okay, you better come. You've got You're a lot the of explaining now. to do. Yeah. I'm a ninja. Lucy, yeah. Lucy, <laughs> Lucy, you got explaining to do. Come on, what is your yeah. name? I, Last name, please. It's Alexandria Suan. Legally, it's Deal. Bermuda's is my new married name. What name but can we find you on LinkedIn with? Alexandria Bermudez. Spelled out. That's not even one you even suggested, animal. You've been triple I here. Bermuda. It was supposed to be changed. I don't know. LinkedIn's dumb. Bermuda. LinkedIn. Bermudez. Bermudez. B e r m u d a s. No, B r m u d a s. Man, Bermudez. Tell me, Jerry. Got B e r m u d e z. That's correct. It's supposed to have been changed. I don't know why it's not. Well, now you just go by Alex, thus being indistinguishable from Alexandrea. Yeah, only when I was in trouble as a child. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is this Alex, the trusted that, executives? Huh? Where is she hiding? I don't know. I don't know. That's why you have to pay This is a great show. Oh my yeah. God! <laughs> so we've all yeah. Now there's Alex Bermudez. Alex. No, hold on, hold on. I've lost all. I, Bermudez. I, 
Hold on, but you guys got to respect her because she actually lasted for almost two years at Beachbody, which is a horrid place to work. So <laughs> okay, let's start. Let's they want to the be show. there pretty bad. Alex, 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 yes. give us a very brief introduction. Who are you, Michael G. Cox? If he's getting impatient, we're in trouble. Okay, yes. go ahead. All right. Who am I? Well, uh, you know, I started my career back in telemarketing. Um, I pretty much I've been told I can sell anything to a Eskimo or a blind person. So um, uh, I don't know. I started in, I started in telemarketing, went to customer service, worked for some large corporations, accidentally fell into staffing, um, became a phenomenal staffing coordinator and put a lot of people to work. And that's where I found my, my niche or my passion was with uh, individuals with barriers and so I, after being overworked and underpaid, I decided to leave that and take some time out to better my okay, skills. Yeah, enough, and enough, found enough, enough, enough. I got to tell you, first of all, I like your voice. I like your delivery. Yeah, I would hire you just on the basis. Yeah. I would hire you on the basis. I love the way you talk, okay? But you already made fun of blind people and Eskimos. You're going to get me in trouble, okay? Yeah. Why? I'm sorry. Please, please leave the racist and... Uh... <laughs> Handicap slams at home, please. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So I would be one so, of those visually impaired individuals. So okay. okay. Jesus, can we get on with this? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you specializing in placing criminals? Am I right about that? Is that your specialty? Uh, I specialize in I specialize in empowering criminals to not define themselves as criminals and help them to find that job that is of their dreams or find a job that's financially sustainable. Then is there okay. a better word, a more PC word uh, than criminals? A uh, we would say barriers because it's not just individuals with a criminal background. I mean, that is the large majority of the individuals that I work with, yeah. but many of them are individuals that are homeless or ones that uh, have disabilities or others that Some have... Idiots. Um, Some idiots got his... his uh, Making noise there with bells. Yeah, but her voice so, is carrying through. It's a strong voice. Okay, okay, go ahead. Continue. Go okay, ahead. Um, it happens to be the majority of the people that I do coach um, happen to have a criminal background. However, I do work with individuals that are, um, you know, escaping domestic violence, people with disabilities, people who have been out of the workforce for a long time. Anyone who an Eskimo or a blind guy? Yeah. Oh heck yeah. Okay. Good. How about somebody who's considering criminality? Mm. <laughs> um, I would recommend that they be uh, more savvy than the ones that I work with. No okay, problem. Alexandria. Alexandria, start give, give us an example. If, Great um, answer. So somebody comes out of prison, uh, maybe I don't know how much education they've got, what's the typical profile, and how do you find get someone to hire somebody who's got a, a criminal background? Well, first of all, um, I educate them on the uh, civil rights and EEOC regulations, and then I let them know that if a person, if a company doesn't want to hire you because you have a criminal background, you don't want to work for them anyway. But I work with the company that it, you know educate them no, on policy. Hold on, hold on. Well, I have a question. That, that made no answer. sense. That's a clear answer. You got you got to get a job, especially if you've just come out of, of jail. You need a job. You can't say, "Oh, I don't want to work for these guys." Yeah, you'll stand on the street without a job. Okay, that's not an answer. Well, that's why you find uh, companies that are open to uh, hiring individuals with barriers, as well as working with the companies to educate them on the policies. Give us tell us a story. 
tell us a story how you've done it, okay? Because none of us have done that here, okay? Keyword, okay. keyword, um, how. How did I do it? I, how did I do it? I, first of all, I can I just one quick set, though. I cannot find uh, this person's LinkedIn profile. I got it, Jerry. Can you, can you post that on Twitter? Sure. I don't do Twitter. I'll do it. I'll do it. Alan will Jerry. do it. Okay. I don't do Twitter either, but I I blow the dust off it for the uh, animal show every week. <laughs> Wait a minute. Maybe I have the wrong. No, I have the wrong one. My yeah, that is the one. I'll do it. Here, it's up. It's up, Jerry. I put it up. To look up my Twitter feed. It's uh, She's under there. Hold on. She just told you her name is Bermudez, but she's listed as DL, and she presented herself on Facebook as Suhan, okay? She's driving That's me crazy. That's my middle name. Hold That's on. my porn star crazy. name. Yeah. Okay, let's get, I, I, let's I get to the like story. Her. I don't let's like get this to the sto- Okay, you're going to hang up. Then, then, Talk then, about then, slippery. Get, slippery is a key the, animal word. Haven't had to use it in a while, but let's get to the story, okay? Let's get to the story. Tell us how you play somebody who's just come out of jail, okay? Well, the norm is clean. The the norm is clean background. Now everybody's going to put that out there. It's on. It's on your ACSs. You have to put something in there for a requirement. What I do is I contact the hiring manager and ask them what is their background policy. Is it a blanket background policy? Then I educate them that a a blanket background policy is a a form of discrimination and that they should educate themselves on uh, Title V11. Um, Then um, you know I talk to them about. are you saying that felon, like being a felon, is a protected class now? Uh, because the majority of individuals that are in the Department of Corrections are of a minority status, it can be considered a discrimination. Unless no. you can prove well, that the, no. if you could prove your your policy has to be based on. If it is job pertinent, if it is a deficit to the job, then you can delete them from the application pool. It has you have to be able to prove that you're you can't just say clean background if it's a construction worker and they have a clean background, or they have to have a clean background. First of all, you're not going to have any people, and second of all, um, uh, you're um, you cannot. How is someone who was say uh, a Street pharmacist going to affect them while they're doing construction. <laughs> you have to prove that. Michael so, G. Cox. Just, Michael yeah. G. Cox. Let's hear it, Michael G. Cox. I love that. Michael G. Cox. What do you say? Well, I, I, I'm just uh, I'm doing some more research here, learning as to whether or not felons are the new protected class. I, I wasn't Mm-mm. aware of that. Okay, but she no, said but I, I'm going to over- say that I I've heard more and more. Uh, bits of legislation being proposed around the country that that do suggest you can't discriminate against someone that's got a felony. I, I mean, I'm okay. I am seeing that. Hold on a second. Let me wait. Let me. Let I can't me put give this you any in, examples of it. Wait a sec, Jerry. Let, Jerry, let me let me yeah. pose this in, in terms that are clear oh. to our field. Let's say somebody is a computer hacker, so we know they've got good skills, but they've done something criminal. Could Jerry play somebody like that, Andrea? It's not someone who doesn't even have a high school education. It's a superior, talented person, but they've committed a crime. Could Jerry play somebody like that? How would you handle that? How would you play somebody like that? Jerry could play someone like that because the federal government offers free bonding for any individual with a felony. Really? 
Yeah. Uh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Actually, here's one. A lot of people don't know that. That's what I'm there for, is to educate them on. I mean, you got to figure, you know, that workforce, not only are they trained, not only are they committed, they were my best workers. I had 183 people working for me, and I can tell you my felons showed up to work every day. Animals? Yeah. yeah my, I, I mean, Alan, floor. I can ex- I, go ahead. We we just look we just we just actually looked into this to a degree, but here's 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 what I know. Number one, in California, and I forget the acronym. I think it's called ARB. I'm not sure, but basically it's it's a state and or federal program that when someone gets out of prison, they volunteer, they meet the criteria, they get into this program. This program is a training program. It has an extremely high dropout rate. The last the class that we looked at, it was like 90 went in, 12 came out. They they Talks, they drug test them and a whole bunch of other things every couple of days and everything else. In the construction industry, there's a number of companies that are looking at hiring these folks as an entryway for growing and getting a career and working. They do fall. The crimes they've committed are across the board, from minor theft to murder, and it all depends on the employer if they choose to go down that route. And then we looked into it. There's no obligation as a discrimination issue in California because okay, get, we can get to the point. Uh, you're going on. I just explained yeah. what the program is, so shut the okay, hell up. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to interject some, some okay, well, I'm trying to interject Alan, some Okay, what Alan is saying here is that these people are unreliable. They don't even graduate from the program. No, I'm not. Right? No, I'm not. I'm saying that if you go after the twelve that passed through, you might find somebody in for the for a specific industry, manufacturing, construction and what have you. Yeah, but most of them don't even get through this, the, the program. That's what you said, That's right? That's true. Huge drop That's true. Rate. Okay. Wait a second. Alexandria. Audrey, yes. Wait a second. Audrey your your uh, LinkedIn Aud- profile shows that you're in Eaton Rapids, Michigan. I am. But you're working for a company in Aurora? I, I work with uh, Diamond Standard Events. He's a he is the, a um, uh, Mark Diamond is a graduate of uh, uh, drug court six times over and is an advocate for individuals with barriers. And he has created one of the largest event staffing companies in the nation. Working right. with com- we're working with some of the largest hotels in the country. He's, he's phenomenal, and he, uh, you know, he's one of my inspirations because he's he's turned his life around. And now, who's who's working at the at the animal shelter today? What's going on, animal? I don't You're know. Losing. They're making noise. Is someone trying to talk? Is someone trying to talk who's not getting a voice? Because if not, I don't shut know. Up, I was trying okay? to talk. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, somebody's got dogs barking and like they're running okay, a I'll go. Wait a second. When, when next time, next time, next time, Alan starts making a speech, I'll go through every one of the <laughs> every right. one of the phone Great. calls. Hold on. Wait a second. Ten minutes, though, animal. Can wait you, a second. Can you move Aud- that fast? Yeah, I can. Audra Knight. Okay. Audra Knight's got a question. She said she wants to know if Alexandria said that all construction people are criminals. That's what it, it sounded, no. kind of sounded like that. No, 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 that's not what I said. I said if you discount that workforce, you won't have any workers because all the other ones who are uh, who do not have a criminal background, they're in management. They're already working and already doing what, but you, you – I can't okay. utilize a person that's already working okay. when you question. need 15 new people. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Travis Yeager. Uh, he says it sounds like Andrew Alexandria strong arms the clientele into taking her candidate through fed- federal regulation. No, I'm just that you're kind of no. I'm ahead. extremely no. I am extremely persuasive. I find out why. I talk to them. I engage with them, and then. He explained to them that what they're doing is setting them up for a possible lawsuit if they do not open up that workforce. It's not a strong arm. It's more so protecting them as well because a lot of people are not aware of the potential um, uh, replications against discounting this workforce. There are over 70,000 people that are released from prison on a monthly basis. And when there is a, when there are four and five jobs for every person, you cannot discount that workforce. That workforce is motivated. They want to change their lives. If you get, do you realize that individuals, have you ever looked at the statistics of the, our returning servicemen? If our returning servicemen are not gainfully employed within the first year, a majority of them are uh, subject to entering the Department of Corrections within the second year. We have to stop that revolving door. We have to protect our workers, the workers who do the work, not the workers who tell the workers what to okay. do. Well, we on. have let to me, get them to work. Wait, 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 wait. Let me ask a question. Here's the thing. You, i got to tell you, to me, you sound terrific. You're bold. You're willing to call up employers and try to sell them people uh, who have committed crimes and, and reassure them. Nothing. i, I got to tell you. You really seem impressive to me. Sounds to me like you could be billing $500,000 a year as a third-party recruiter because you're a go-getter and uh, you're not afraid of anything. How come you're not doing that? Why are you doing this? Why am I doing this? Because that's what I'm motivated to do right now. I live comfortably. I'm just taking a break. I've worked my ass off, excuse my language, my entire life, and I wanted to take some time to – do follow what, what I was passionate about. And, um, I, you know, at some point I probably will go back to recruiting or talent acquisition, but right now I, what I want to do is build those people, encourage those people, get some clarity, get okay. some okay. proof okay. that okay. this is real. Okay. Okay. Please. No, no, wait. I have to do an ad. I have to do an ad. I have to do an ad. Please, whoever that, Kathy, whoever it is, wait, just wait a second. Hi, everybody. Recruiting animal here. For my good friend, the uh, PC recruiter. Yeah, yeah, Jerry, just hold on. I uh, you know what? Well, people are saying to me, I, I read it online, that recruiting, I'm quoting, recruiting is fragmented. One recruiter is recruiting salespeople in the travel industry. Remember I told you that last week? Another one's doing contract technical recruiting in the data space. And some jerk is making noise in the background and claims to be a recruiter as well. But anyway, all these different kinds of recruiters, they, 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 their business is different. So it's hard to say which ATS is best for them. It depends on the kind of work they're doing. That's the common wisdom, but that's where PC Recruiter stands apart. PC Recruiter is good for all kinds of recruiting and all sizes of recruiting teams. For them, the recruiting world is not fragmented, and I'll tell you why, because they're adaptive. Michael G. Cox, he's always letting me know the PC Recruiter is configurable, but let's use a different word today. They're adaptive. They don't impose their ideas on you. You get to shape the software to suit the way you work, and if you don't know how to configure
configure it or adapt it yourself. You're a you know a technophobe. It doesn't matter. They've got a fabulous support team to help you. Every guest on this show who uses PC Recruiter says so. Okay, doesn't matter if you're a solo recruiter or a member of a big team, big or small. They want to help you. That's what PC Recruiter says, and here's what I say. If you're a recruiter, PC Recruiter, they love you. So check them out at PCRecruiter.net. Kathy, were you trying to ask a question? Was someone trying to ask a question I there? Was. I was. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I apologize. I was late in dialing in, but is your guest um, trying to place people with criminal backgrounds? Yeah. Is that what – okay, because yes. my question is – I. I worked in the hospitality industry for over eight years with Sodexo, and um, I placed, you know, all levels of people. And the problem that we had with people that had criminal backgrounds was what if they needed to make bank deposits? What if they had drunk driving backgrounds and they needed to use a car for the job? I mean, it wasn't the fact that they had a criminal background. It was the fact that, how the company didn't want to be liable. Well, right. that, would be that would be pertinent to the position, and then that would be something that, you know, would, would not put the company in um, in jeopardy of, you know, any, any violations um, because it's pertinent to the position. It must be pertinent to the position. And, I mean, you know, but there are other positions within hospitality, such as um, housekeeping, um, as well as oh, food service. Right, environmental services, patient transportation, all that stuff. But still, if they have a drug background and they're working in the hospital, you know, doing environmental services, there's access to drugs. So I'm just wondering how you get around that. Yeah, any, anybody that was ever busted with a joint wants to take all the heroin and Oxycontin out of every that's, hospital. Gary, that's not what I'm well, how you get around that is... Random drug testing, random drug testing, and and, and any. No, it's not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> random drug testing. When you're working with drugs, you should have random drug drug testing. Um, if you're working with machinery, you should have random drug testing. I'm sure that workers' compensation would appreciate more companies doing random drug testing. Trust me. I'm um, uh, are you successful <clears throat> in convincing clients? to give these people a chance. I mean, I think it's wonderful yep. what you're doing, but it's just a matter of... I had you know, no... I, you know what? I had no problem... Uh, Find most of them. Most of the clients that I spoke with didn't even realize that they ha had a, a blanket criminal policy. They're like, I don't care as long as they show up to work. They, you know, and 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 there's federal bonding for these individuals. A company can receive federal free federal bonding to protect them as far as their liability is concerned. There are so uh, resources I'm and sorry. programs in in. in no, no, that's okay. There are programs and resources available to not only help the job seeker, but assist the, the company. If, um, you know, with the Work Innovation, um, uh, the Work in, uh, Investment Act, um, where companies can receive tax rebates for, for hiring uh, disadvantaged workers, up to $9,500 per employee. There are advantages for companies. Are you working Hold on. Large Seriously, we can't hear you, Kathy. 
Kathy, we can't hear you. Uh, thank you, Michael G. Cox, who's also on his speakerphone, but at least I can hear him. Okay. A quality speakerphone, better than mine. I've, Kathy, I've worked with all size companies, everywhere from okay. MDM Food Services, which is Martin Brower, um, all the way to small mom and pops. Um, I had more problems with small mom and pops than I did the larger companies. But, um, uh, but um, you know, uh, Oliver Van Horn, every single one of the people that I got hired there, that I got hired there, had a criminal background. But I disclosed it in the beginning. I educate the job seekers. Do not lie. Be honest. Give yourself a chance to prove that you are a different person. It's all about educating individuals on who they are, and they're not, you know, people are supposed to all the Let me interrupt. Let me interrupt. Let me interrupt. Go ahead, Kathy. Really important question. (laughs) Is there anybody that you would not represent, i.e. someone who could who had been convicted of rape or murder That's or correct. something like um, that? Typically the hardest, the, the ones that were nearly, it was individuals that had crimes, crimes against, crimes of violence or crimes of dishonesty. Those were hard. Those were difficult. But it also gave, they were still given an opportunity. Now, would I, would I be able to place a pedophile? No, absolutely not. I would not. No one would even consider that. Um, but, would I be able to play someone who got caught for retail fraud? Yes. Why were they stealing? Mm-hmm. Because they didn't have a damn job. That's why, you know, but um, you can't explain why, you can't explain away why someone would hurt a child. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, okay. and you have to understand also the criminal justice system and how they define these crimes. Individuals who are, I had an individual who was convicted of uttering and publishing for buying a bus pass from an individual for a cigarette, didn't know it was fraudulent, pled guilty to the crime because he was a single dad and needed to get home to his kid. There are reasons oh. behind, there yeah. are crimes that do not fit the crime. There are um, sentences that, you know, do not fit the crime. And it's really, really sad that the um, criminal justice system in many states, especially Michigan, which is backwards, is, I'll get out, um, that they do not... Um, give. Uh, I tell everyone, don't plead guilty. Don't plead guilty if you're not guilty of the crime. Do not plead guilty. Sixty percent of the females that are in the Department of Corrections weren't guilty of the crime, but took it because their, you know, significant other, you know, their their daddy or whatever was. Um, they weren't gonna. They didn't want them to be incarcerated, so they took the crime, even though. Even though it wasn't them, myself, I got conv- I, 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 years ago, not too far ago, um, of domestic violence. I got an argument with my husband. It's a misdemeanor. It's you know not on my record anymore, but you know I went through all of the you know all of the processes and everything. But that being in human resources, that could have totally kicked me out of the running. Right. Right. Hold on a well, second. Okay. I'm a violent person. I've never even been in a fist fight. Me the boss. Okay. Okay. I, Carla Porter. I don't know why she didn't call in today. She's saying, though, on Twitter that 30 to 40% of the blue-collar candidates she deals with have a conviction record. Okay? That's, that's so – she's, a, I guess, in a similar kind of uh, – she says if we didn't hire – if we didn't hire people with backgrounds and you know criminal backgrounds in the, in this labor market, we wouldn't be able to fulfill their client contracts. I think she works for some kind of government agency. 
I, I, I can't remember exactly where, where Carla is now. But she is agreeing with you, and she likes uh, what she's hearing. But I want to hear something. I, I have to do an ad in a minute. I want to ask you just to walk us through how you select the you know, company you're going to call, who you target inside the company, and how you make your approach. What do you actually say when you get on the phone? Because there might be something that you do – since you're persuasive enough to get these people to hire uh, people who've had a criminal record, maybe you can teach us who are dealing with uh, you know, people who don't have those records how to be forward and forceful and, and put our, our candidates forward. Think about that for a sec. I'm going to do an ad for our friends at Hire Chewel, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Hi, everybody. Recruiting Animal here for everybody at Hire Chewel. You know, did I? I didn't write it out today. I didn't write out my ad, so I'm just going to give it to you off the top. Hire Tool is a super duper sourcing tool. You don't have to understand Boolean strings. You can be stupid or just ignorant. It doesn't matter. You go to HireTool.com. You put in the details of your search in normal everyday language. It writes the search string for you, and then it searches all kinds of websites, Facebook, LinkedIn, GitHub, you name it, they got it. Then you get a return, you get a list of potential candidates ranked from top to bottom, the ones who are closest to what you're looking for to the ones who are least, uh, you know, don't match that well. They guess what the salary range this person is looking for might be. They guess intelligently uh, who's going to be most ready to leave, and they tell you that. And uh, essentially, that's it. I don't know why they pay me for this ad, because everybody raves about this thing all over Facebook, in every Facebook group. Not only that, they have a fantastic reputation for revealing contact information, phone numbers and email addresses. You don't have to just guess. You can go try it out for free. They've got a free extension at HireTool.com, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Go check it out. Tell them animals sent you. Okay, back to our mysterious friend, Alexandria X. <laughs> Alexandria Just call me X. Alex. <laughs> Alex, okay. So, hold on. Uh, you've revealed that you know uh, this business from uh, – I was surprised you slipped that in from, – from your own personal experience. But how do you – walk us through maybe a, a real call that you've made recently. Who do you target in a company? How do you decide who you're going to call? You know, do you do a lot of research in advance? Or do you just get on the phone? And, and I know you told somebody on my Facebook group exactly how you do your business development. So I'd like you to tell us, how do you do business development? What would you teach us from what your experience? Uh, well, the first thing is, is you know, we, that, I remember uh, that was just a couple of days ago. Um, first of all, I don't go in with the premise that I'm going to place uh, individuals with barriers. That's not, that's not how I enter my my reaching out to the client. What I do is I'll go and look at the aging of, ad, of, of job postings on different job sites or job boards, and I'll look at the, uh, the aging. And then I go and I stalk the uh, hiring the, the decision maker, whether it be through LinkedIn or some other resources or just find out. I have a – being in telemarketing, you have a way to get to that, um, get through the gatekeeper that others don't. Um, so then I um, – you oh, know, no, I just no, communicate. No, no, I just no, engage. No, 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 no. Hey, elaborate on that. How do you get through a gatekeeper? You call up and what um, do you ask for? 
Who do you ask for? The first thing is you ask, you find out who is possibly the decision maker through LinkedIn or company websites and things like that. You'll find out who the leadership is. And then you call okay. up and you ask them by their first, you ask for them by their first name. Hey, is Jim available? That simple. Who's, Who's calling? calling? Oh, well, my name is Alex. Uh, my name is Alex. I'm with uh, so-and-so company. I'm getting back to him regarding uh, a partnership. Boom. Right okay, through the door. So that's a, a white lie. White lie there. I kind of like it, I have to admit. I'm getting back to him, uh, right, even though he never he doesn't know you from Adam or Eve, right? Is that true? Well, no, because I've either probably sent him an email or tried to reach him at other times, yeah. you know, those sorts of things. Um, okay. It just depends on how the, call the person animal. answers the call. You have to use, being a recruiter, you have to use your sales persuasion instincts. And when that person answers the phone, if they're super busy, be quick with them. If they're like, you know, trying to, you know, you know, if they're, you know, trying to talk to you, talk them, you know, make them comfortable. All right, well, let me talk to you. So anyway, I get to the gatekeeper. I get through the gatekeeper. I get to the um, decision maker and I tell him, I say, you know, Hey, I'm with um, so-and-so staffing agency or whatever. And uh, I see that you, you know, had this position posted. How many individuals are you looking for? Um, let me tell you, uh, I've got, a, I've got 15 to 20 individuals that would be great fit. Let me let you take a look at them. If it's not something you're looking for, it's not going to cost you anything. If you like them, we can negotiate a fair deal because we're saving you money. We're giving you an opportunity to save on your cost as far as hiring is concerned. You get a chance to see them without it costing you any onboarding fees. And once you throw those onboarding fees, you know, and you throw that in there, they're like, oh, yeah, that does cost my company a lot of money. And then, um, you know, you present your best, your, your top of the top, the best ones that you got, and then you go from there. Okay, what about voicemail? Was, Do you leave voicemail? Do you leave voicemail? No. No. Why not? Unless they've returned my call, because I, I hate voicemail. I hate it myself because it's just like getting back to them. No, I'll, I'll call back, and if I don't reach them the first couple times, I will send them a personalized email, not a blanket email, not a canned email. I will send them a personalized email because I've gotten their email address off of their website because the email address is typically the first and last name or the first name, uh, initial, what those sorts of things. Line, very, subject line, subject line. What goes in the subject line? In the subject line, um, I see you're struggling um, placing some people. Let's talk. No cost. Hold on. That, Something like that. That, that long sent, that's in the subject line, not the body? Just, the subject line. No, it's just, I mean, line? something like that. It just all depends. It just all depends on, you know, what the, what the posting says. I can say, you know what, I can help you with filling those positions. I can help filling your positions. So something Something that's short, sweet, but engaging at the same and, time. And what's your retur- what's your return rate on on the initial initial email? Uh, the email, uh, I would probably have to make one more phone call about sixty percent of the time. Okay, so so actually, so the email's not getting you a good response. Your actual uh, way of doing business is to actually get the person on the phone and talk to him or her directly. That's what it sounds like to that's me. Correct. Am I right about that? That's yeah. correct. You know, I was, I, I was more ahead. successful than my business development manager who went out and talked to them face-to-face. Okay. Anybody got a comment on her, her technique? Because, you know, her, her, her presentation, it's, it's pretty straightforward. 
you know, there's nothing. Uh, uh, she's got some pizzazz in her voice. You know, that's something Rich Rosen always says. You got to sound energetic. She sounds energetic to me and kind of, you know, lively. Yep. I want to know how she brings up the background of the candidates that she's presenting. How does she broach that subject? And during the business review portion, finding out what type of job it is, what, you know, getting into more detail of what skills that they need, then what is your background policy? It's a valid question that every um, they should be expected to be asked, I'm sure. And um, what is your background policy? And then they'll say, well, um, because they drive forklifts, they can't have it. They have to have a clean driving record. Oh, okay, that's it. But individuals with a criminal background, yeah, as long as they don't have like ten, um, you know, ten cases that are still pending, as long as they're not still on paper, they'll give me more details. I ask the open-ended questions, forcing that decision maker to give me an answer. Okay. And I always go into the conversation assuming assuming the sale. Whether I get it or not, I assume that I've got that client. Okay. And if you go well, in with that attitude Go ahead. Finish. If you go in with that attitude, you're going to close more deals than anyone who's just, you know, uh asking I, I'm telling them how I can help them and there's no there's no way they could tell me no unless of course you know they just really don't want to use a staffing company but you know in reality using you know using a staffing agency is more financially beneficial to the company especially when they're hiring 20 30 you know people at a time I it's didn't more wait financially a I didn't wait a second wait 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 I didn't understand you'll answer this after I do my next ad I didn't understand what okay. you meant by on- onboarding fees I don't know what you mean by that but hold on to it I, I have to go and talk about my good friends at Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, the online interview technology. Can I ask something real quick about Honeit, Animal? Yeah, go ahead. I kind of made it known a couple of weeks ago that I was available for a spokesmodel position with them. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've not heard. Boo. Uh-huh. Okay, well, uh, just I, I got to tell you, Jerry, here, Jerry, still available. I have been promoting you to Nick Livingston since I first heard about it. I said Jerry was doing something very similar. You should talk to him. Yeah, but, you know, he can't he can't afford you, Jer. Okay, I'm quite sure, you know. You are might be a superstar. Okay. <laughs> Nick, if you're listening, Jerry's waiting, okay, sitting beside the phone. Now let me tell everybody about Honeit, H O N E I T. It's the online interview technology, the candidate and the recruiter. They dial into the interview just like they would ordinarily. Here's the thing. Their interview is recorded, so you don't have to worry about, you know, not hearing every single word, about capturing every word in your notes, about typing quickly or writing quickly. It is all recorded. Then it's automatically transcribed into text so you can search it for keywords and scan it quickly to find the parts you want. If you get to a point in the interview with your key questions, before you ask the question, you press a button. Then when you're finished the conversation about that specific topic with your candidate, you press another button, you've got automatically a clip about key information that you can send around to everybody on the interview committee or the hiring manager. They can listen to it at their leisure, okay? So it makes the distribution, they're actually the capture of information and the distribution of information and the usability very, very easy. And I think that 
sums it up. If Nick Livingston is on the line looking over my shoulder and wants to complain, this is his chance. But if he speaks up, I'm going to have him say why I didn't call Jerry as well. Okay? Hold on, I H O N E I T. Back to our new friend, Alex X. And okay. I have a question. So, Can I ask a question, please? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What is the what's the typical time frame that companies go back? Let's just say just a regular company, you're not really involved, they're just doing their thing, and a candidate has some kind of felony, say ten years ago. Uh, I know that when I'm doing background checks, I can search for as much as far back as I want. I mean these services, any of them, you you can pay them for the whole two, last thirty years if you want. Is there a legal cutoff? Are companies legally bound to only look at the last seven years, or is that in just some an states. industry standard norm? Because everybody does in, it that way. In in some states, there is a uh, I don't want to say expiry expiration date, but there is a statute of a date of limitation um, in some states. Not in all states, um, and uh, I think North Carolina has seven years. I mean, if I was to you know ex- elaborate. Um, Hopefully, you know, the uh, local governments, you know, you know, start to make some changes and, you know, do put a uh, state of limitations on, on those sorts of things. Some people don't, some companies like will only do a local background check. So if someone's lived in, you know, has a, has a uh, case that's in another state, they will only look locally because they only want to pay for that local search. It all depends on what they want to pay for that particular um, service that they have. Now, um, animal, you had said, you know, you asked about onboarding fees. That is part of the onboarding fees. That is the criminal background check. Um, We've already done it. So, you know, as a, we've already done it. So that's already saving them that money. Um, The second is, uh, your um, process, processing of your I-9. That is not free. That costs money, too. Um, uh, there's um, uh, other, like, um, testing and assessments and things like that for onboarding to make sure that these individuals, you know, do possess the skills. Drug testing, that's another onboarding fee. The cost of actually your workforce processing that individual through the onboarding, which can be anywhere, uh, I've seen a minimum of $500 per employee, up to 5000 depending on what type of um, securities that they need to have as far as cards, um, uh, you know, computer logons, things like that. I mean, just to, uh, I, I, I believe, um, connect or um, what is it? I don't remember now, but um, it was like $250 just for each individual to input in their system and get them a payroll uh, uh, a payroll account. You know, that costs money. So you, these employers are spending this money, and that individual leaves a month later. So they've okay. not had that return on that individual where we've already, you know, in a, in a staffing sense where you give them a 90-day um, evaluation to hire period or something like that. We've already processed all that. So they know that that individual is already going to stay at least for a year and they're going to get their return. Okay. I got a question from Audra Knight on Twitter. She says when she gets emails that say the subject line, I can help you fill your positions. She, she has a, a picture of, uh, that captain from Pirates of the Caribbean barfing. Uh, so, I mean, she doesn't like that. She, she doesn't think that that, that's a good approach. I can help you fill your positions. Uh, what, do you have a response to her? I mean... Next. Next Basically. 
Okay. No, yeah. next. Uh, next, I go on to the next one. I don't sit there and when when I see people, when I see recruiters or business developers chase an account and spend all this time chasing them, um, when you can determine within the few first conversations or the communication, you can determine whether or not they're going to be open to listening to you or not. Hey, and didn't you say, that, wait a sec, wait, didn't you say on Facebook that if you chase a dog, when you turn around, it follows you. Didn't you say that? Yep. Well, no, you can sit there You can sit there and chase a dog all day long and never catch them. But if you turn okay. around and go home, they're going to end up following you home because at some point, if they're not being able to fill 15 to 20 positions that they need to fill today, they're going to one day say, oh, maybe I should have went with that staffing company. Okay. Okay. I want I, I want to transfer – Wait a sec. I'm going to ask a question, Kathy. There's time, Kathy. There's time for you. I got it. This is my burning question. Okay. So I want to know what you know you can tell us who aren't dealing with uh, you know special uh, people with barriers. Uh, what we can learn from you that we could transfer to our uh, approach. I mean. Uh, yeah, you know the. First of don't all, don't make assumptions. You know? Don't 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 assume. Just because they it states, you know, that uh, that their their open policy or their publicized policy is clean backgrounds. Don't assume. Find out what that means to them. What it is that they're looking for. Just by if you ask them that question, they're in a, they're they're in their mind psychologically, and it's been proven. If you ask them an open-ended question that shows that you're interested in what it is and why, they're going to respond and give you an answer. Okay, I didn't understand. We'll move on to Kathy instead. Kathy, your question better must be better than mine. Yeah, Go ahead. I do have a question. Let's say someone's been incarcerated for 10 years, and they had the skills, the pertinent skills that you were looking for, but they haven't implemented them for 10 years. How do you Oh, well, that? If, if they've been in prison for 10 years, they've been working. <laughs> they've no, had a job. They won't be, no, no, I'm saying like a forklift driver. Okay, so maybe the forklifts have changed in the past ten years. How do you, how do you hypothetically sell that person to your client? Um, well, I mean, if they, I have not had that situation because they do use forklifts in the Department of Corrections in their jobs. Um, some of them even get to drive cars um, when they're, you know, working on them. It just all depends. Um, you know, if they don't have current forklifts, I, I, I would address it as they are very teachable and very motivated. And if how they can, uh, you know, uh, hold on. How, uh, how many turn into bad hires? How many commit crimes on the job? The people you've placed? Oh gosh. I would say maybe 20% is that. That's a lot. Oh, that's two, a lot. Out of, two out of 10, you, uh, two, two out of uh, 10. But that, so but you got to understand I was, I was hired. I had 183 people working for me. Still, I mean, you know, you got 20 or 30 people that they they've actually not just done a bad job, they've committed a crime on their new job. Is that what you're saying? That many people? No, I would say I let me re elaborate that they had not on the job that they committed a crime, but did they um uh, subject themselves to returning to whether they say they were on probation and they were driving. Yeah. And so they got pulled over for um driving illegally. That that would be the case. That was the case probably 100% of the time, that they were 
you know, on probation or they didn't have a driver's license and then they were driving without, you know, having a driver's license. So. Uh, and what's your relationship like with your candidates? Do you, do you get mad at them or are you very nice and sweet? Uh, what's. <laughs> My husband's sitting here shaking his head. Um, yeah, I'm very, very, uh, uh, my my candidates were like my children, <laughs> and I was very honest with them. If, uh, you know, they told me I couldn't get to work because I didn't have a ride, I walked two miles to work, so you know what? That's not an excuse. No call, no show, don't come, come, don't come back and talk to me. Um, you know, uh, I was very honest with them, and, um, and, and it, because I was open and honest with them, they were able to be open and honest with me. I had one individual who came in one day and so, Miss Alex, I just can't get ahead. And I had to explain to him why he couldn't get ahead. And, um, you know, and he sat down and he took the information. It's, you're a counselor, you're an advocate, you're, you know, it's, it's more than just putting a person in, you know, putting a peg in a hole. It's developing okay, so relationships like, on both sides. You're kind of, you, you, you have the mentality of a probation officer yourself? Is that, oh, no, probation officers problems? are mean. <laughs> probation officers. Yeah, no, no. I'm more of a parent. <laughs> a tough love parent or a nice, sweet parent? Yeah, I'm a tough love parent, yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, any, Kathy, any more questions? Anybody? Any more questions? Nope. Interesting, okay, what interesting I, gap. Yeah, what I've liked about you most, though, is your bravura. You, don't be afraid of these people. You know, you're, some people would be, I think, really shy about going to a company and saying, I want you to hire these people. But you're, you think it's great. I mean, you're very bold. You've got what I consider the sort of a traditional sales mentality. Assume that you're going to make the sale, just like you said. And then if it doesn't, it doesn't work out, just move on automatically to the next customer. Is that right? Is that your attitude? Exactly. Okay, and and you have no shyness. You're not. You, are you an extrovert in regular everyday life? You sound like you're an extroverted person. Am I? Am I am I right an extrovert. I actually used to do. Yeah, I, I actually used to do stand-up comedy, and I left staffing for a while and ran a bar for two years and became a promoter and a booking agent. And yeah, I pretty much. Okay. Uh, I've laid every. I've even laid concrete. <laughs> so okay. So that's the key to your. That's the key to your success. It's your personality. Am I right about that? I, I I would hope so, but I think it's also talent. You know, it's something that I was that shy little kid that always had. I was the fat little ginger kid that you know was very shy, and um, my uh, it changed one day when I decided I could talk to anybody over the phone, but in person I couldn't. So I became a hostess at a restaurant after working for a large home builder, and it changed my ability to be confident in in every aspect of communication. Just by being a hostess in a restaurant? Yeah. Okay, so throw yourself into it. That's your that's that's yep, your, just, your your advice. Yeah, don't take it personal. When they say no, they're not saying no to you, they're just saying no to the concept. Okay. Is that your final uh, a bit of advice for the day? That's don't my final word. Okay. Yeah, you know, don't Alex, take it personal. Alex, you were making me pull my hair before the show started, but I've really enjoyed having you on the show. You're very refreshing to me. I like listening to you talk. Okay? Kathy, thank you. Awesome. For your Thanks for having me. Michael G. Cox, thank you for challenging her. Alan Floor, Jerry. Was there anybody else? Oh, yeah, Perry Block. Alex, whatever your last name is, thank you. Oh, Kathy, baby. You're such a
19 years in the industry, started with the family firm, uh, recruiting industry. Oh, there you have it. Jerry, wake up. You recommended this guy. Go ahead. I mentioned it offhand when I was in a drunken stupor. (laughs) Don't ask Jerry for advice after 5 p.m. Okay, go ahead, Brian. Oh, God. (laughs) You know, you guys. I have to say, no banning on this show. Nobody's that bad. Uh, and you know, no, here's, the deal. I here's the deal. The dude is full of negative energy, and I'm just saying I simply don't. My the after show is not about negativity. It's not you know about what, Gary. What? Gary if yeah. you open your eyes, you'd see he talks to you just like you talk to me. It's constantly, animal is an idiot. Everything he says is nonsense. I no, used to like the no, show, no. but now it's nothing. Yeah. I don't kick you off. Hey. I don't kick you off the show, and hey, you're, you're not going to kick him off, okay? Hey, I just don't need it. You have an entry there that you gave the wrong title to. I would call it White Boy Lost in the Blues, because here's how you start it out. You say, have you ever noticed that the director of diversity in most companies is very rarely a white guy? You might think that I'm just another white guy with a chip on my shoulder, but when it comes to listening to a different drummer, white guys are diverse too. So you want to talk about that? Yeah, basically, uh, you know, if you look at uh, diversity programs in America and 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 the the, the role of diversity director, I, there's very very few of those positions are, are white guys. Yeah, but what and, you're and, arguing here, come on, Ed, what you're arguing is <laughs> diverse thinking. If you, if you're sort of an offbeat guy, if you take the road not taken, that's your thing. Yeah. Here's how his about page starts off by saying, you know, the Robert Frost poem. The road not taken, right? He says, I like to zig when other people zag. He likes to think of himself as a different kind of thinker. And he thinks that that kind of person should be part of diversity programs. That's not what diversity is for. Come on, Ed. You are a white guy with a chip on your shoulder. I just wanted no, to tell you no, that, no, okay? No, no, no. If you look at diversity, dude, the, the, I'm the not a dude. Bit- Don't call me dude. Call Dude. All right, animal. If you look at diversity and, and the programs in the U.S., it's all around compliance and and mm-hmm. um, and meeting. The- <laughs>